Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. How you doing? Welcome to church. We're glad that you are here. We, we don't believe that you're here by accident. Come on now. Come on. We don't believe that you're here by accident. We believe that God has an incredible purpose for your life, for your life. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. But before, I, I just want to uh, give you an invitation. May the 3rd, we are starting May We Pray. And so every Wednesday night in May, we pause life groups at the house and we intentionally come together as a church to pray. And so I just want you to know that prayer for a believer uh, is... Um, it's more than just a practice. Prayer for a believer, we believe that it, it should be a, our passion. Come on, does that make sense? Um, Jesus was the one that said, my house will be a house of prayer. So here's my concept, is if prayer is uncomfortable to us, then that is a sign that there are places that we are trying to function without God's presence. And so we actually want to open up everything to the Lord and be like, okay, hey, listen, I'm going to bring you my needs. I'm going to bring my desires. I'm going to bring you my goals. I'm going to bring you my frustrations. Like it, it is a place for us to connect with God. And I love hearing the stories. I love hearing the stories of God coming through, people praying for um, provision, miracles, th things that God is, can do. I think that we just need to take a month and be like, okay, God, we believe you can. Come on, hear what I'm saying. We believe you can. And so when you came in today, you saw that, you know, our, I guess that people are like, why does the house exist? We want you to meet the Father. We want you to accept forgiveness, and we all need it. Because only when you, only when you, you will only give it when you've realized you needed it. We want you to live free, and we want you to fuel purpose. And so that's our hope, and you can't do that without prayer. And so come. We'll have child care May the 3rd. Uh, come. We'll have a band. It'll, it'll be awesome. And we'll just have a time where we intentionally pursue the Lord. Come on together. Y'all give the Lord a hand clap for that. Over the last few weeks, we have been in a series called For Real. For Real. For Real. For real. You ever use that phrase, for real? Like, like I got to tell you something for real. We, I feel like we're in a, a world where there are so many opinions. Okay, everybody's got truth. <laughs> and um, it, it's sometimes hard to know what's real and what's fake. And, and I think that the church can't be confused, come on, on where we stand on what's happening and if we're not careful we we can say that we're being discipled by the word and by coming to church but if we scroll more than we are in the word then you're actually being discipled by a culture because whatever you give the most time to that's what's discipling you come on hear what i'm saying it's, it is funny, I, I, uh, I, I don't, any, any people love music and you like, you know all the words to music, like you know all the words to the Disney songs or the 80s or the 90s, you, know, like you just know, but you're like, okay, give me five Bible verses, 
You're like, uh, I know fragments. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's just funny that we are being discipled all the time and we really don't even know it. For thousands of years, philosophers and theologians have speculated the purpose of human existence. Oh, well, why are we here? And let's, let's pontificate about it. Have big words and discussions and let's think about why we're here. And it's funny because the answer that you accept will have major implications on your worldview. And, and, and it, it, will, it, it will be the paradigm, it will be the lens that determines, listen, your core beliefs, how you set your values, how you set your goals, how you treat people. Essentially, this will impact your whole life. And so for me, the assignment today is... Uh, that we get to live with purpose. That there is a pur- for real, there is a purpose for your life. Come on. Now, well, a couple weeks ago, we started this series and we said, for real, Jesus saves. And then, for real, you can walk in freedom. And you, there is power for you to live your life. And then today, it's like, for real, you have a purpose. And so it's vital for the church to have clarity on this, on why we are here. That we're not just wasting space. We're not just some, some type of off-brand. We weren't an accident. I don't know what your story is or your context or how you arrived, but I know that you're here. And, 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 and God says that there's significance and value, come on, in that. Around my home, I have a bunch of teenagers in my home, uh, and so I have a lot of opinions, and I have a lot of phrases, words, new words, words that I'm like, what is that? And so one of the new words in my house, I am not cool, so I'm not trying to present to you that I am the cool, hip pastor, I'm not. But there are occasions that I'm asking my kids, what was that word? And the new word that they like is Dupe. And so what's weird because you can't just say dupe. Like if you say that, you've said it wrong. It's actually, your voice has to go up when you say it. There are very few little words that you have to have like, you know, context and, and vocal range. And you know what I'm saying? Like you're crescendoing when you say the word dupe. And so for the longest time, I was like, what are you saying? You saying dude? You saying duke? I mean, like, what? What are you saying? And they're like dip, and uh, and I'm like, okay, wh- what does this mean? And for for th- those of you that you're not pop culture, social media, TikTok people, uh, it's short for duplicate. Okay, so it's short for duplicate, and 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 here's the thing: is that we have raised such a uh, a culture that they are so. M- Money savvy. Now, you may be like, not my children. But, but it's amazing how much they think about money. And so the way this word works is if you have the original Doritos and then your mom or dad or someone buys a cheaper version of Doritos that's actually not Doritos and it's cheaper and basically good quality, um, then you would say Doritos 
doop. Okay. Uh, and I, I didn't know that. Okay. This is all foreign to me. And so if you go and buy an athletic shirt where maybe Nike or w- would, would hold that brand down, then someone would say, oh, here is um, another sports shirt. And they would say, Nike doop because it's a duplicate. Come on here. You feel like you're learning something. You're like, I thought I was coming to a spiritual church. But here, here's the thing. I'm going somewhere with this. Is, um, this is totally different than how I was raised. Now, when I was raised, off-brands were not cool. Come on. Like, I remember one time walking into my, my, my home, and my mom, I was like, Mom, thirsty. And she's like, there's Coke in the fridge. And I was like, Coca-Cola Classic? Open the fridge, check cola. I'm like, what is this? What is this off-brand milk? Do you know who I am? Do you know my taste buds are authentic? Come on, somebody. Like, I can't be having no off-brand check cola. It was crazy because, you know, and my mom, you know, she was, that was back when parents loved children. Because um, we had honey buns. Come on, somebody. We had honey bun. Where my honey bun people at? It was, yes. We, that, was, that was back in the day where, um, you know, D- Dorito, Cool Ranch Doritos, that's when that came out. And we, we were like all amazed. Uh, come on, anybody, Dunkaroos? Where my Dunkaroo people you know, pulled out, dunking it. In, uh, uh, yeah. And, and he, my culture only wanted the original. And, and I think that no matter what culture you were raised in, some people are craving for the original and some people in our culture think that you can do better than the original. But, but in the church, if, 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 if we're not careful, you will, um, you will have revisionism on what the purpose of God is for your life. And you'll rewrite it based on a cultural context. Millions have been enticed to follow the idea that the real purpose of life is the freedom to pursue happiness. That sounds good. It sounds like some Pinterest version of something. You would be like, yes. But we've made the goal pursuing pleasure. And here's the problem. We're still internally frustrated because it's never enough. Even Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, got wrapped up in achievement. Solomon was a king, and he was the son of David, David, uh, and he was the one to build the temple, which was a really big deal. And this is his take on achievement. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 11, And then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil that it had expended... In doing it, and behold, all was vanity and striving after the wind. And there was nothing to be gained under the sun. That's a, that's a pretty strong statement from a king. Here's, here's his follow-up to that. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. For of the wise and of the fool, there is no enduring remembrance. Come on, you want a reality check? That means you ain't that cool. That, that, here's what that means. That 
your incredible ideas and intellect and intelligent and degrees and all the things that you've amassed is actually <laughs> not that big of a deal. Here, here he goes on to say, seeing that in the, in, seeing that in the days to come, all will be forgotten. How the wise and the fool, they both die. So I hated life. Come on, I feel like this is a deep, dark journal moment. Because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and striving after the wind. It is so easy for us to lose the why of who we are. To forget the real purpose of our life. And Solomon tells us that with all of his achievement, he wasn't satisfied. And Solomon was like one of the wisest men in the world. And not only was he wise, he had incredible wealth. Like you you take Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, come on, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you put all of their money together and Solomon was richer than all of these guys. And yet he is telling us that with all of my wisdom, wins, and wealth, it wasn't enough. This is both a warning and a blessing. See, it's a warning for us because here's the message, that motion cannot define meaning. Come on, I need to come for somebody on that real quick. In other words, you can do a lot, but it doesn't mean that you're creating significance. Motion doesn't determine your meaning. And now we have a society where, you know what, we got to take our kids because they're in 17 different sports at one time. And we were taking three practices here and two practices here. And, oh, we're such great parents because we travel up and down the road. Fulfilling every desire that our child has. But the one desire they really have is to have a conversation with you. Motion cannot create meaning and busyness if we're not careful we will think that we have to invent significance when God created you significant come on hear what I'm saying our society tells us that significance is connected to success that you'll find your meaning after you build something the Bible challenges this worldview. You are not working for significant. You're working because you are significant. Like you were significantly. The Bible says fearfully, come on somebody, and wonderfully made. And you might be saying, I don't think I'm wonderfully made. I've got one earlobe smaller than the other. Both of my eye colors are different. And here's what I'm telling you is, Absolutely, God wants us to number our days, to work with skill, to be diligent. Absolutely. But your work cannot create your purpose. And that is a solar opposite. Come on. The world is on this side, and the Bible is on this side. This is the real blessing because here's what it means. You don't have to work your guts out to be significant. Significance has already been established. So here's, what are we born for? Why are we born? 
today I'm going to give you four reasons on why you were personally born and what God says about, come on, your life. Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 28, and then God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, of, of the heavens, over livestock, over all of the earth, over every creeping thing of the earth. So God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Not 72,000 genders. Come on. Like you can get, no, 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 none of you in here. But... You can get frustrated at that context, but if you think that church, I am supposed to go learn and have my mind transformed and renew my heart and renew my mind and, and take captive my flesh and, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to emerge in my life where my whole life is transformed and you not be challenged and walk out going, I don't know if I agree, I have to, I, oh, That's what the Word of God does. The Bible says that it washes our mind. Come on. And some of y'all got to get the scrub-a-dub-dub. Like, I mean, that's the reality. And so we don't want to be like our little children that are like, hey, go take a shower. I don't like that. Well, we, we all want you to. We voted. You stink. Like, we've smelt you coming in. It was really bad. And now you want to hug me, and you, your, your hug takes me right to your armpit. And I want to hug you, um, but ah, come on, like you can't live in this society and not, not, need to, not need to take a spiritual shower and wash your mind and renew it. Come on, come on. Y'all can clap for that. It's good. Look at this, 28, and God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. None of that sounds passive to me. This whole year, we've been talking about our confidence in Christ. And I need you to know that I believe a day is coming where the passive Christian, you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to make a choice, and that choice is going to be, listen, uncomfortable, because that choice is going to be friendships, finances, lie, whatever. But here's what the Bible says, that if you'll seek me first, then I'll add to the things that you think are going to be taken away from you, because if you trust me, come on, hear me. Have dominion over the fish, the sea, the birds, the heavens, over every, little, over every living thing. There are four reasons why you were born. And it's not because your mom and daddy, listen to boys, the men. Come on. It wasn't because, but I'm not, gonna, I'm just going to be good. I'm going to be good. Listen, you were born to project, portray, produce, and protect. That is why you were born. And everyone was born to do these four things. And we're going to talk about it. The first thing, first one, is you were created to project the image of God to the world. These screens are projecting what's on that back computer. 
We put something on the computer, and then it's projected. You, your life is significant because it was created, come on, someone in the image of God, and you are a projection. So the question is, are you projecting pain, or are you projecting purpose? The DNA code that is running into your body is God's masterpiece. We spend tons of time and energy on focusing on, listen, this temple. And we're either like, dupe. Or it's the original, but we spend a lot of time focusing on color, shape, design, wounds, Upgrades, changes, downgrades. I mean, like, like we, we just want to alter something. We just want to change something. We just want to approve on it. And God's like, do you know what you're supposed to be projecting? Think about this. The story is that God took dust. I just really feel like I need to do a better job with that. I just think that, and I'm not, I'm not coming for your hairstyle or the fact that you're, you know, how you dress. I don't, I don't care about none of that. It's just funny to me that the enemy will always say, it's not beautiful. It's not good. You need, come on. And we all fall for the bait. Nothing is created without purpose. There is more to life than just existence. Solomon, he was plagued with this empty feeling and that he got bored, come on, with life. Just, and, and that's what we do. We just hope for some sort of adventure and thrill and change. And, and you know what? sometimes we're not even going forward. We just want to feel alive. In a right mind, we would never have an affair. In a right mind, we would never take that deal. In a right mind, we would never cut that corner. But you know what? Because I don't feel alive, I'm going to go ahead and step into a place because... We all carry pain associated with who we are. You have to refuse to allow your hard moments to hinder God's purpose in your life. Don't be lulled to sleep by the pain and life and, and unmet expectations. Like, you need to wake up. Come on, wake up, church. You, you got to wake up to who you are. The purpose alarm is ringing. Come on, how many of y'all ever are annoyed by the, the phone that rings that you swiped and thought you turned it off, but you never turned it off? And so everybody's in the house like, you set the alarm, but you don't know how to turn it off because <laughs> it keeps ringing. Like, you need to know that this revelation of what you're supposed to project will change your life. Everyone in the room is still breathing. Okay. This means that you're projecting the image of God. Come on, come on, don't project pain. Project purpose. Come on, look to someone to the left or right and say, I see you. I see you. Come on, you little projector. Little projector of happiness. Little projector of God's destiny and design and image. Here's the second one. You were created to portray 
God's nature, which is bringing order. You portray God's nature. You bring order. That's what it says. It listed everything we're supposed to have dominion over, and you, you bring order. God isn't random. He's intentional. Come on, the, the, the Bible, the portion that we said, it said you have dominion. Dominion means you make things happen and bring order to the glory of God. We are co-laborers with him, bringing order. And you, every environment that you step in, it should be better. You're home because I'm here. We got less weeds in the yard. Come on, some of y'all that just saved you right there. That's your takeaway. Come on, let, that's what the Bible is telling us. Think about it this way. When God comes into our life, he is faithful and patient and merciful and unwavering and clear. Okay, God's nature isn't messy. When we, are, when we have messy lives, we have foggy purpose. You will begin to doubt your significance and your purpose in this life based on the messiness that you're, come on, it's hard to feel purpose when french fries are everywhere in the car. Feel like the righteousness of Jesus in here. Except for everything that I touch is weird, that's weird. Come on. And the issue is when our, when our, when our life is messy, Cars are messy, home is messy, checkbook's messy, marriage is messy, the way we talk to each other is messy. Come on, strife in the home is messy. When it all gets messy, it all gets unclear. See, here's the thing, is we got to focus on managing the chaos, and, and, and in the midst of that, we cannot forget our purpose is to have dominion, and we bring the order to everything that's ours. Come on, I, let me come for you. Our dogs don't own the home. Your cat, come on, little foo-foo cat, come on, listen, doesn't run the show. Your calendar shouldn't keep you stressed. Your kids are not in charge. Come on, somebody like, I, I, come on, all the passive, yes, yes, I've been telling them that. We portray the nature of God. We bring order where there is chaos, and that means healthy boundaries, courageous conversations, training, come on, process, structure, and we've got to begin to heal so that we can be okay with bringing order to our lives. I'm coming for you today. We, we cannot portray that we are overwhelmed by everything in life. Come on, do you count a day how many people are like, overwhelmed like so many people are breathing <sighs> they've got the exhaustion breath like you ran a 5k but you just walked like from your car to the store ah <sighs> you don't have asthma i mean like come on everything cannot overwhelm us Normal routines should not overwhelm us. We don't want to portray that. Having a conversation isn't always overwhelming. 
Silence isn't overwhelming. Having responsibilities is not overwhelming. Being needed, come on, is not overwhelming. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by everything that I'm telling you, it's a reminder that you need God. Come on. Let's be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. Rather than everyday life, it's like you've gotten everything that you've prayed for and everything that you've prayed for is killing you. I wanted a degree. I got a degree. I got a, I wanted a job. I got a job. I wanted to be over people. I got over people. I wanted to be married. I wanted to, be, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. And now it's like, <laughs> Come on. God created you to lead, to manage stuff, to make it better. When you walk in the room, order steps in the room. And so there's reasons why we can't do that. And it's because of brokenness and the healing needs to happen in our life because we don't have the confidence. We don't feel like we know what to say. We don't feel like we have the, the time. We don't, whatever. And we digest, come on, and believe all of these lies. But I need to tell you that you were created to portray the nature of God and bring order wherever you're at. Come on. This means you manage your life. You manage the supply that you have. We, we, don't, we don't compare our supply with somebody else's. There's people in this church that make less than I do. And there's people at church, most of you, make more than I do. And so, but, but the reality is it's the supply that determines my faithfulness. You got to manage your health. Manage your finances. Cut your yard in Jesus' name. You know you bringing down the property value. Talking about, I'm just waiting until it gets hotter. Weeds wait for no man. You're going to have to take a deep breath. Thank God for life. Ask him to help you manage what he's given you. Stop acting like everything that he's done in your life is more than what you can handle. That's called faithfulness. The way you work portrays God's nature. You're the one that brings order to time, to the rhythm of your life, and to the spaces that you're in. And I'm not talking about control. I'm talking about order. Way too many people want to control everything. And I'm not talking about control. I'm talking about order. Come on, here's the third one. Y'all good? We good? Here's the third one. You were created to produce family. You were created to produce family. We're going to talk about it. God told us, okay, this is the third point. We're leaving on the fourth. Everybody's leaving. All right, love y'all. We don't know what point. All right, listen. You were created to produce family. God told us three times to be fruitful and multiply. He told Adam, be fruitful and multiply. He told Noah, be fruitful and multiply. He told Abraham, be fruitful and multiply. In the New Testament, God, Jesus left and said, I am leaving, be fruitful and multiply. Go to all nations, begin to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, come on, and add. So I just want you to know, we, are, we have that mentality. We are always re 
producing and and we are going to grow and and we're not scared of numbers and we're not it doesn't mean that oh all all of our pastor cares about is this no 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 all our pastor cares about is doing what God said and we keep creating families through life groups through leadership through whatever this is the mantle on the church okay one of the reasons that we are continually making room for people is because it's the mandate The goal of this church is not that you have a chair and a row. I can't wait till every seat is filled and people are like, if we don't make it 20 minutes early, there ain't no chair. Like that's what we're trying to create. Our society has devalued life, marriage, family, and even community. God is for life. God is for family. He sent, come on, his son to adopt all of us into his family. God is called Father God. Come on, Jehovah. We are sons and daughters. There's family. You can't get around it. It's from the very beginning, and it says I'm coming back, and I'm creating rooms. Come on, Jesus is in heaven right now getting his contractor on, building rooms for you. Come on. But this is an uncomfortable conversation because you might be here today and you might be like the Apostle Paul and you want to run wide open and marriage is not even something that you care about. And I'm great with that. Listen to me. I am great with that as long as you're not operating under a spirit of fear the reason I never want to get married is because I ne- I've made all these vows when I was 13, 14, and 15 about how I was so hurt by my mom or my dad. And so now I'm in this season as an adult realizing that I made decisions when I was 12 and I didn't even know it. And now I feel like every relationship that I invest my heart in is toxic. And so the reality is I've made decisions based on my pain, not my purpose. And so I don't mind if you come under a burden but I do mind if you're broken see Paul had a burden he was called come on somebody and that calling did not make him sterile that calling brought Timothy his spiritual son you can read all in the Bible where there were stories of women and men and people that were his family and Paul was a father come on to the church and even what he did was creating I don't have a problem if you say I believe that I've prayed and this is my burden. I want to run wide open. I want to mentor people. I'm going to open my home. I'm going to bring women in. I'm going to bring men in. I'm going to mentor. I'm going to do the home. I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. And I feel like that's what God's told me. But I have a problem if it's because of brokenness or because of selfishness. Basically, I don't, <laughs> ain't no one going to tell me what I'm doing right now. I'm being me my whole life. The Bible says that we give up being self-led to be Christ-led. And you can say, I have a burden to be the apostle Paul, but Jesus said, I am going to show him what he must suffer in order to do 
So you may think <laughs> that it's the easier way out, but actually if you submit your life, then your directives are coming straight from uh, Go walk into that conversation. Go talk to that person. Go take that person out for coffee. Oh, my God, I don't even like them. Come on. For us, church can get super complicated about this topic because we have people in this room that are single, married, divorced. Some are in their single season not really determining and knowing where they're going to end up. And for me, I just want to step into this conversation because I am aware that painful things happen. I'm aware that everyone has a different story and a different context. And, and we are going to be a church that loves on everyone in every season, but we are going to preach strong relationships, strong families, strong marriage, strong community. We are going to preach these things because we are here, come on, to produce family. Here's the fourth. Here's the fourth. Is you were created to protect all that God has given you. Don't confuse your plans with his purpose. Don't rewrite God's original intent for your life. We talked about this earlier. That's called revisionism. The scientific world would like you to believe that this random act happened over three billion years ago and some weird species began to create life. Could this be the reason we're hitting the snooze alarm? That we're going through life realizing that we got a fine purpose but, but forgetting that you were you were born with it? Don't work your whole life climbing the ladder of perceived success just to find out that everything that God cares about is on another building. Protect the image of God on your life. Protect. See, here's the deal. The enemy loves to destroy and, and bring lies. But come on, if God has given you, if you follow this plan, you have a lot to protect. Protect God's order. Don't tear it down. Protect your, come on, the, the structure he's created biologically, structurally, authority, purpose. Let's protect it. Come on, every man in here. God's given you influence, relationships. Protect it. Come on, every woman in here. Listen, come on, hey. Every woman in here. God's given you unique gifts and callings and abilities. And there's a difference. I, I understand there's a difference between value and skill. Value is intrinsic and you're born with it. Skill is something you have to develop. But because we have to develop skill, we get frustrated thinking we don't have purpose. No, 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 you're just not good at what you do. You just get better. You've never had a child before. They've been born for four days. You're not a good parent. This is just reality. You're not a good parent. And so you can be a good parent. That's a skill. You're not good at your job. You're, you're, you're wondering where your purpose is, but... The reality is, you got to put it all in. 
And so don't ever get confused with value and skill. Skill is something you develop. Value is something intrinsic. You are significant. Okay. So let's land this plane. Parents, you have a spiritual role. Stand firm. Raise your kids. We are not raising our kids, listen, to be neutral. That is not what the Bible says. That's what culture wants. Because culture has an objective. But the Bible says to teach and train them according to what God says. And then there, their path will become straight. And so I just need you to know that there are so many things. Come on, men, protect your eyes. Watch the internet. Come on, women, begin to protect your emotions. Watch the gossip. Come on, protect, 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 protect. Come on, come on. You can live with purpose. Allow today to be a fresh reminder of why you're here. Your life matters. Your spiritual life matters. For real, there is something spectacular about you. And you may be like, Pastor Stephen, on the way here, I did not feel spectacular. Me and my wife, me and my friends, me and my kids, like we fought from, from when we woke up to like five minutes before we became plastic and came in here. Get back in the car. Come on. Protect it. Protect it. Church, I want you to know for real that you don't have to live under the weight of becoming significant. Solomon knew it's all vanity. It's all vanity. Like, I don't know about you, but let's stop striving after the win. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but let's try, stop trying to build what everybody else would applaud, but would still leave you empty. Stop trying to build the things that other people are jealous of, but yet, come on, internally, they're not doing it for you. Come alive. Come on, in Jesus' name, come alive. We begin to wake up. You're here for a reason. Your life has value. And listen, I don't know when it stopped having value for you. I don't know. Listen, if it was when you were a young kid and, 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 and people put you down, I don't know if it was grades. I don't know if it was you tried to do certain things and you failed at them or you didn't succeed like you wanted to. I, I don't know. Come on, listen, what that is. But I'm telling you that those words, if you're not careful, will hinder the trajectory of your life. You were created to project. You were created to portray. Come on, come on, dominion. You were created to produce. And you were created to protect. And so come on, y'all begin. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the House website. We hope you have a great week.